got your nods and your balls, got your grapes and your berries, got your tackle and your stone, you got your lightning and your hairs, got your hangers and you got your knives, got your poopy bristle pads, you got the Bonzi's bowl bag. Woody, here he is. Going to have a double conversation with four people. <clears throat> All right, ball bag questions. Stevie Kondo. I'm on. You're on. We're going to get deep. You've avoided these like the plague. You've avoided your own fucking episode too. We'll get to that at some stage. Sats, you fire away, mate, because you seem pumped up that your dog thing's been changed. I'm absolutely stoked about that, Woodsy. Run, uh, me, run me the breed again. What is it? Fredoodle? <laughs> <laughs> is it I have a doodle? What's it? Cavoodle. doodle. It's just a little yeah, fluffy thing that doesn't drop hair. So that's the bottom of a mop that walks around. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well much. fire away, Buzz. Right oh, Condo. Geez, it's a great honor <laughs> to be here for um your uh your ball bag. Yeah, your first, first actual questions at you. Just give us a bit of a rundown, like just a general question to kick off. Just give the listeners uh, a little snapshot of your career. What what did you do for that period of time? Hong Kong, Sydney. Oh, et okay. Um, oh, probably the short summary is I went. I got sent away to boarding school at eleven uh, here in two four seven eight postcode at Woodlawn. Uh, I never returned home. Did the HSC. Went to Byron for two days. Jumped on a bus and went straight to Sydney. Um, I walked up and down Pitt Street, George Street, knocking on doors. Got a job with a stockbroking firm. Is that because you wanted to? Like, is, is I didn't that- know what I wanted to do. I actually thought, I think at the time I probably thought I wanted to do something sport related. Yeah. Um, but I definitely wasn't, oh, well, I wouldn't say I wasn't academic. I did really well in the um, HSC trials. Yeah. I, I think I got just under. What happened in the HSC then? Well, I got just under 400, I think, in the HSC trials what out of 500. Oh, oh, so is that like, what's that, 90%? Out of 500, or? oh, 80% or something. Yeah. And in the. Uh, <laughs> In the, I still haven't opened it. Would you get mom, on the piss on, in boarding school for the actual proper one? <laughs> well, you know, I haven't actually told you the answer yet, but uh, I, I still haven't actually opened the uh, HSC result, but my mum opened it because I never went home. But I got 161. Out of what? It, it, out of 500 in the HSC. So you, and, and in those days, it wasn't like ATAR where you were across a, a year or two. It was just on the day exams. So, wow. so I basically fucked it up. What, what, what do you put that down to, looking back? I now? think anxiousness. Just, just really yeah. anxious about the what about actual, the about the result. And was that because you wanted to yeah. get a certain number to get into a certain thing? Was it like did you? Uh, have... I just think I just wanted to do well. Yeah. You know, I, I've always been, I've always been a hard worker. I've always prided myself on that. I studied my ass off. I mean, we're, you're at boarding have... school, so all you all you could do was play sport and study. There were no chicks. Yeah. Uh, we weren't allowed to come down to Byron to go to the beach. Yeah. Um, it was different days then. So anyway, so when I went to Sydney, I knocked on doors, got a job as a, what they used to call a junior, which was um, running up and down the, um, the streets of Sydney delivering post effectively. Really? Yeah, contract notes. And then uh, I got... Oh, what you would probably call now an internship with a pretty large broker. Um, and then I ended up at Macquarie Bank. Uh, I ended up on the floor. That's in Sydney? Yeah, in Sydney. Is it, so what, let's, let's go on the, like, on the floor. Is that 
like those scenes in Wolf of Wall yeah. Street where yeah, there's the desks yeah. everywhere. You're yeah. on phones. Yeah. Fucking motherfucker, buy that shit. Yeah, there's no, a video sell- of or a photo of Condo you, when you were younger, like front placing page a bit front page. T- front page of Telegraph, yeah. Can you, maybe, can, you, can you put that photo up when um, you put this body up? For the uh, listeners. I'll Have you see if still I can find it? it. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, so that was the eighty-seven. Crash. Is that a, does that get it? When you get good at that, you know how they show. And obviously, I'm just using Wolf of Wall Street as a reference. But you know, how he learns the spiel and he gets better and he gets clever. Woody, let's remember this is ball bag questions. This isn't a condo podcast. I know, but anyway. does does it get addictive <laughs> at once you get you start to master Fuck that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you with surfing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once I, you start I, to get I, the hang of it and get good at. You know, I'd be in at work at 5.30, 6am and I wouldn't leave before probably 8pm, five so days it became, a week. So did it become sort of like, like, like was it fun? Like, well, there's just so much to learn. Yeah. And, so you know, just... there's so much to learn about, you know, economic cycles and what makes, you know, the share market move, what, what makes, you know, mining stocks move, what makes banking stocks move, just all the – You ec- can never know enough really. Of course yeah. you can't. No. Yeah. I'm still With, learning on that, today. Yeah. On that side of it, eh? 100%. Yeah. So you go to Sydney, you, you obviously have your job there. What, yeah, so I, I, I ended up doing sort of a quasi what you would see, what, what you would say is an internship. Yep. And uh, for whatever reason, you know, um, places like Macquarie Bank back in the days, so way before their time, they used to do these psych tests and um, they're, pretty, uh, they're pretty gnarly. They're like sort of eight-hour psych tests. So you go in and you sort of clock in at eight o'clock, you get about – a 15-minute break every three or four hours and they just – they basically just um, equate, you know, who are the axe murderers and who aren't, <laughs> whether, pretty much whether you're a risk taker or you're not, so whether you're a risk taker or sales. So what are you going to be? That, like- uh, well, no, either or risk – Oh, okay, in, yeah, yeah. In, in, in financial markets, you're either sales, research or, or a risk taker. Yeah. And then they take the widget, so they take the condo widget and say, he's a risk taker, righto, we'll give you a job as a, um, you know, a trainee trader. So that's sort of how I started out. Uh, worked my way through the uh, equity derivative side at Macquarie Bank. Then um, they gave me the op- – actually, we were only discussing this with the kids the other day. They gave us the opportunity um, as a family to go to London, Joburg, Hong Kong, Tokyo. Uh, I think New York was probably the only place that wasn't on the, uh, wasn't on the choice list, unfortunately. So I went to spend six weeks in Hong Kong, six weeks in London to see what it was like. I lasted six days in London and packed it up and said, no, nah, this isn't for me. I'm out of here. Why? Because it was just shit, like oh, shitty weather you're and cold. With, you're just dealing with pessimist, you know, just pessimism every day. The weather's shit. It's dark when you get up. It's dark when you go yeah. home. And then you're talking to pommies. Like it can't get much worse than that. So uh, so, <laughs> so we, we, went to, we went to Hong Kong. Um, uh, we went – Zach was zero. We came back to Sydney, Sydney to have Piggy and then we went back, um, worked up there for oh, seven, eight, nine years or something. And then uh, – Is that when you really got to know it? Like is that, is that when you no, really started no, to I, No, I reckon, uh, I reckon when but, I really got to know uh, what my actual skill set yeah. was was probably when I moved back here. Really? Yeah, because I moved back, I moved back here and I didn't, I didn't have a job. Ah, oh, so you had to go on. Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. We, made a, we made a decision at the time to move back here, um, which was a family decision because we had two boys, which I think, I, you know, I'm quite confident in saying now that we got it right from a family point of view, uh, that they were going to be outdoor kids. Hong Kong's not the place to raise outdoor yeah, kids. It's just concrete everywhere. Yeah. So we moved back here. I didn't have a job, so I, my view was that I always just wanted to 
have my own money and trade for myself. Um, and then I sort of lucked into with a couple of mates that I worked with at Macquarie Bank. We set up a hedge fund, um, which was based out of Sydney. And I sort of did what Wisey's doing now. It was sort of non-negotiable. I'm not leaving Lennox Head. I'll come to Sydney once a month. And the hedge fund sort of blew up as in that it grew really quickly. And we went from, oh, I don't know, 20 million bucks under management to sort of 1.2, 1.4 billion. Um, wow. And, that, are you, and what, you just take it between the guys that are trading, do you take a percentage Wisey, of that? Uh, sorry, Woody, this is a book. These, these are ball bag questions, aren't they? Or is this a podcast? <laughs> Just we could shut be. We could be. Yeah. Oi, oi, we come shut the fuck up. Right shut up. the fuck up and answer me <laughs> right. questions, mate. I'm relaxed uh, no, on well, the couch. Char- I'm you, in a good char- headspace. You charge a management fee on your performance. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we're returning 20%, you're charging two, you know, two and 20. So yeah. perform yeah, uh, a management fee and a performance fee. So usually it's 2% management fee, 20%. Um, upside. So if you're making twenty percent, you're taking twenty percent of the twenty percent. Yeah, well, I know you're good with numbers. No, um, no, no, mate, it makes sense, and it's like it's all motivated by bonuses and yeah, you're yeah. doing well, I yeah. guess. So. No, you can like you, yeah. But uh, I think no different to your career path or barracks or your sats. You got to love it. Yeah, I loved it. I still love it. Yeah. I don't do definitely don't do it as much now. But um, work through the GFC. Um, and that was that was pretty gnarly, really. I think at the end of that. Um, for In me. what way? Just because it wasn't as exciting as what it used to be, or just because oh, there was we nothing were, to trade just for? Just so much responsibility, Woody. Yeah. We were managing one point four billion dollars. That's a lot of money. That's a uh, real. That's that's way more money than I've ever had. Yeah, and you you know I was I was myself and another guy were in charge of risk and. It just turned into what sort of started out as a normal sort of eight ten hour day to twenty hours. During yeah. the GFC, which probably lasted for way too long, was probably the best part of 18 so is that, months. is that what kind of just – is that when you kind of just went, no, nah, I'm out? Or? 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, it got to the stage and I can remember vividly, you know, where your dead set would get up and go and have a piss and you'd be worried that you'd come back with no dick. Yeah. Because it was just that risky. <laughs> you just you just come well, back the, and go, holy the, fuck, did that just happen? It it, yeah. Is it kind of it's, – it's all on you too because you're 100%. assessing risk. Yeah. Hey? I mean, you know, uh, my, you know. So, my, like, my, some my fucking peanut that can just go, oh, it was condo. He's supposed to be the risk guy. Yeah. Is that, it's like, it's almost goes to you. Well, I was work. I was trading. My forte was sort of index arbitrage, which we won't go into because you won't get it in five minutes. But that, in, that involved a lot of overseas markets. So, all Asian markets that traded in London and traded in New York. So, I, with the, um, at the forefront of the GFC where everything was being led coming out of the US. You just had to work long hours to manage the risk. So, you know, no word of a lie. And um, <laughs> Piggy and Zach probably can't attest to this because they're too young. But I had plenty of nights. I had a well, – you've been to my former house. Yeah. I had a full replication of my office, of the office that I had during the daytime set up at home um, with the whole phone system and everything you know, ready disaster, to go. disaster recovery and whatever. I spent plenty of nights during the GFC sleeping on the ground. Yeah. Because it was just crazy. But Condo, where does that work ethic come from? Because it's – Oh, You've mate, obviously my, got my, the best work ethic of probably or, or anyone I know. It's it's nothing to get a text it, from you out of. Is, um, it, is it better than barracks? I don't know about that, but um, call it's, security. It's, it's it's really good. It's nothing to get a text from you at fucking three in the morning or something with an idea or a a reply. Where did the where did the work ethic come from? Oh, Was it in you, mum and dad? Uh, mum and dad. My my mum, my mum. Uh, God love her, Eunice Condon. She's still alive. Uh, crazy work ethic. She raised five kids. Uh, was school principal. Uh, my dad, uh, very successful hairdresser. Um, 
He couldn't bit, practice uh, on you, could he now? He definitely couldn't. He's actually, I think he said that to me at about 21. Um, but but <laughs> he, he uh, yeah, uh, Dad, God love him, is, is not here now. But um, uh, not a great businessman, but loved what he did and was exceptionally So you get the passion from him. And he used yeah. to just work ridiculous hours. They yeah. both did. And I can remember vividly. Growing up in Tamworth before, I got put on the bus at 11 and never returned <laughs> to boarding school. Um, you know, if I was, I've always been an early riser, as you guys know, but, you know, I'd be up at 5, 5.15 playing with toys or whatever and mum would be sitting there. She's already done an hour of work she's before she's gone to school, yeah. Wow. Other question I have. You mentioned um, you fucked up your HSC. You mm. went from 400 in the, in the practice to 161. 161, yep. Probably more than anyone I know and I've – spent a lot of time with you, you're all about the process. So like not the result, the process, not the result, the process. You know, we've played a bit of golf together and, you know, watching you with the boys with surfing and stuff. Was that the moment where you thought to yourself, I fucked this up, I've got to go and just get out of my head, forget about the result and just get back to the process? Or do you think it was just in you and that was a once-off No, I think it. I, I think it came – I think it came with uh, – my first job at uh, – sorry, my first real job where I was accountable for managing uh, managing people's funds or a balance sheet at Macquarie Bank. My first boss, Rich, Richard Jenkins, said to me um, when he hired me and I was in a different area and I moved into that area and it was a big – I mean, for me at the time it was a big break because then you could sort of go, okay, right, if, if I actually crack it, I'm not just going to get paid a salary. You, you've got the – you've got infinite earn. upside to earn and, yeah, and do yeah. really well. And uh, Richard, I think, is probably still the youngest um, retired executive director at Macquarie Bank when it meant something. He retired at, I think, 38 and he had, a, like, a lot of money. Um, he'd done really, really What's well. What's a lot of money? Is it like you just sleep in oh, money? Or is I you... reckon he probably retired with 100 at 38. That's not 100, about – 100,000? No, 100 <laughs> bucks, dude. Yeah. No, not 100,000 sats. Um, but anyway, he said to me day one, he said, Kondo, this is real simple. Uh, and he said, I like you. I like playing golf with you. Um, I think you've got lots of ability to have a crack. He said, but this is real simple. Tomorrow when you walk in the door, it's black and white. And I went, what do you mean? He said, well, it's blue or red. I said, okay, what's that mean? He said, you make money or you lose it. And if you lose it, you won't have a fucking job. Fuck. So I think then you just it's just that accountability. I can't think about, holy like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm basically well, gambling think, X. I, I think if you, if you get – I think that was the first time that it clicked for me about process opposed to results. And I think the next time it really clicked for me was when we were managing so much money during the, uh, during the GFC or leading into the GFC where it's all about monthly returns. Yeah. So yeah. you just have to you keep got someone it, there you have to keep the wheel moving. And yeah. if the wheel's not moving, people are ringing up and they're redeeming money. And yep. so it, it, it's, it's uh, I wouldn't say it's cutthroat, but it. Mm. No, no, there's a lot of pressure. No different to any other job. There's all different all right, I've, stresses. I've got a question. Right, so that I've, was the first question, Woody. Thank I've you. got a question. You ready? Mm. You've got to trade at all hours of the night, okay? I thought you were going to ask me about bands. Nah, I'm going to talk about this because I reckon this is how. I reckon this will be a good answer. You've put on. You've put uh, put a big thing on. A big trade. A big trade. That's what I was looking for. Your phone's rung. You've fallen asleep. Something's happened. You forgot about it when you thought you were going to sell, but you've actually had to, you know, something's happened with the kids or whatever, and you forgot to do it, and then you were later than what you wanted to do it, but it actually worked out really well. Has that – you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean by that? Uh, I can give you a real-time example of that. Yeah. 
So a real-time example of that, uh, the Friday, if we go back to the actual height of the GFC, um, on the Sunday afternoon, uh, so it was all blowing up. The, the world financial markets were imploding. Uh, there was lots of issues with the major financial structure in the US. Reserve Bank in the US had called meetings over the weekend. All of Asia had melted down on the Friday. Uh, we were limit long. Uh, when I say limit long, uh, you can't really be any longer with the money that we were managing at the time. Um, with the view that we had very tight stop losses, so if the market moved against us, we'd just cut our positions and walk away. Yeah. Um, everything sort of rode all right, uh, stayed in the office all night, uh, fell asleep, woke up at 7.30, uh, that's half an hour before the U uh, US closes in the morning, um, rang our main partner and said, we're still limit long, we haven't been chopped out, but if we don't cut the position now, we're going to run the, the weekend risk where there's no markets open. So that, at that time, that was a big risk. What do we want to do? And we're just both looking at – well, we weren't looking at each other on the phone, but he said, no, we're going to run it, Condo. What do you reckon? I said, no, we, let's run it. So we ran it. And then on the Sunday afternoon in the US, which is Monday morning our time, when the markets still weren't open, that's when the Reserve Bank came out and said, uh, we are going to guarantee the financial – structure so that's when no way yeah. were going down and so that's that bit at the end of uh the big short or whatever yeah, correct yeah. and that's when kevin rudd was over there and kevin rudd came back to australia and gave the guarantee for the four major banks as in combank and said nab westpac yeah. um so we're like okay right i will sunday afternoon in the u.s monday morning uh the futures markets u.s futures markets open here at 8 a.m and our market opens at 10 a.m and we were trading all of asia then japan opens korea Hong Kong, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we were like, okay, well, this should work out all right now because they've guaranteed it. Yeah. Um, sitting there, I think I got into the office that morning at 4 a.m. There's nothing I could do because there's nothing open, but I was just so just anxious, yeah, yeah, yeah. amped about, okay, well, we've Fuck. got the right position on. But during that period, it could change by every 15 minutes. Wow. So, uh, and you don't know what it's going to open at? Is that the big thing, whatever correct. it opens at? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we ran the risk over the weekend. Anyway, it opened – uh, S&P futures opened limit up, uh, which means it can't trade anymore and they have to close it and then open it an hour or two later. Japan, I think at the time that market could open up 7%, then they close it um, for, for the day and they just go and have sushi for a day and come back the next day. We had positions in Japan, S&P, lots of futures markets across the region. Japan, <laughs> Japan went limit up, limit up, limit up. I think maybe it was definitely three days in a row, maybe four days in a row. So even if you want to get out of your position, but we were long, so that was good. Yeah. Um, you're sitting there going, well, you can't because it just opens and does a print and the US was the same. So it worked out It worked out okay, but that's probably Fuck. the best example I've got. Yeah. So what does that mean? Is that like a 20 million profit? Is that a 50 million profit? Oh, I when don't think we have to talk numbers, but it was large. Yeah. Well, let's just add a bit of flair to the podcast. It was 55 million. <laughs> he's, saying, he's, he's saying that. It's 55 million. He's so he, that on the bit of paper. He went and played golf for the weekend. They agreed not to do it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, nothing was open. Thursday, 55 mil. No, you know what, Woody? I think at that stage it was probably the line in the sand for me to say, oh, I'm not sure I want to do yeah. this. Yeah. You'd be yeah, eating right. your fingernails yeah. off your fingers. No, that was, I think that was when Don tapped me on the shoulder and said, I'm not sure this is good for your health. Probably because you yeah. were just a shaking mess, eh? It's probably, when, it's probably sitting on the rocks with you <laughs> yeah. at, the, at, the, at the point. We're talking about St. George and the Tigers probably again still. Fuck. Condo, as a really old fella now, really, really old fella. Yeah, no, I'm really old. Um, 
what what advice would you give to your younger self starting out all those years ago when you got on the bus at um oh uh, look I, I think the non-negotiables for condo uh i'm not sure i've had this chat with my kids yet but oh, so well, you're I, having actually, a come out it's here. non-negotiable with condo it's for like what would you say to your younger condo that's what i'm saying yeah okay. so i'm gonna it's non-negotiable sorry they're, i just got sorry, lost in the third so, person sorry these then. are these are my non-negotiables <laughs> yeah uh well, firstly, I think there's two types of people in, in, in life because um, I'm pretty black and white. There's, uh, there's the first person that bounces up to the electric fence, stands there, looks, looks at the electric fence, pulls the old fella out, pisses on the fence <laughs> every two or three years and he doesn't bound over and he just has a piss, has a piss, relationships, that makes Splint, me scared. Splintered resumes. Yeah. Goes from job to job. Just everything's, uh, you know, feeling yeah. sorry for himself. Yeah. Then the second type of the per- type of person is the person that bounds up to the electric fence. They've got a bit of an issue in life, a relationship. They've been sacked, whatever. Get 161 in the HSC, and they look at the fence and they go, "Fuck this, I'm going over." And they that's go over the too. fence, and yeah. three or four years later, they come up to another fence and they go over it. Yeah. So that's the first thing. I think the second thing that I try to live by and it's probably, uh, it's probably cut a lot of relationships short for me is I think it's two things. I think loyalty and honesty. So I think as soon as I find that um, I strike people that maybe don't represent my sort of honest values or what I try to live by, I find it really hard. It's not, it's not so much that I think badly of them as mm. a person. I just find it really hard to communicate with them. Yeah. So I sort of just shut them down. Shut down, yeah. So anyway, is, does that answer your question? Yeah. Bloody beautiful. P- perfectly. Yeah. All right, Can I'll, you have that conversation with my sons? They might listen to your sons. <laughs> Actually, they'll listen to you, Woody. I'll, I'll say this. So I'm going to ask the last question. This is going to be a bit more. What What has motivated? What is there been? So I, I'm motivated from with my surfing by getting pushed to get better. I'm motivated by the people. In, is there someone that inspired you to do, like to get to where you were with all the finance stuff, to get to where you are now, like understanding the risk in finance, what you're doing now? Is there someone that you look at that like amps you up, that gets you gets you up at those crazy hours? Was there was there anyone like that? that no, you're... I think the no, I, I I don't know if you guys have the same answer, but I I think being good people that you are, you probably do. I think my inspiration is is to provide. Yeah, you know, is to make sure um, without going over the top that yeah. you know that. Um, that you can continue to provide and that's my motivation. Well, that has been my motivation to have good relationships. I've got a great relationship still with my wife that I met um, when I was 16. Um, she's fucking mad but it's still going. You've built um, a, I'm you, mad, it's still going. You've provided a really nice loft for your oldest son <laughs> that yeah. was going to be your office um, but now it's not. But you know what I mean? I, yeah. I think that's the motive. I, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't sort of hang my hat on. Like um, someone that inspired no. you, and I think, and I think, just the continuation of just trying to learn. Yeah, I love to read. I love to, I, you know, I'm a visual learner. I love to watch. You know, I mean, that's one of the reasons we talk about docos all the time. Yeah. I love to mm. watch sport. I love to watch press conferences. I love watching yeah. press conferences on, you know, especially with coaches and players, and and you know, and motivators and yeah. that sort of stuff. So, so is that where? So you obviously do a lot for the, you know, for um, your friends, um, your mates, the community at large. Like, just thinking about you. Um, and your generosity with your time um, from, you know, raising money with the podcast, just phone call from me, phone call to Woody, um, you know, you're over there in a boat the day of the floods, like you're a generous person with your time. Mm. Is the 
is it the same answer that you just gave to Woody? Is what drives you to to do those things, the things like relationships, giving back to your community? Is it something else? Uh, I think. I think the motivation on that is if you have a good idea and you believe in it, you just don't know where it can go. Yeah. And um, I think if you put in the work and you and you actually have a good plan, yeah. it's a bit like our podcast for trying to raise funds. Like, you know, I'm not trying to hang hang our hat on the ball and all um, was the be all end all mm. around that. 100% we weren't. There were so many community members that helped that, but we actually made a really big difference in, in mm. our community and we've raised the best part of a million bucks. Which yeah, it's crazy. When we set out, I Beric said, Woody said, what, what do you reckon? And I, we did, actually didn't, the floods hadn't hit at that stage mm. and we thought, well, if we can help a couple of families and we can have a good yeah. night. Yeah. And, and again, I think the, the preface of uh, the podcast and the enjoyment that we've had out of the podcast is if we have good, uh, good people on and, and we can learn something, our listeners are going to learn something. And then if we've been able to provide the fact that people buy our hats and, mm. you know, a few other little things that come along and sponsors that have helped us, that if we've got a little bit of money in the bank and we can actually put back into community initiatives, um, it's just so satisfying. Yeah. And I think in one of the earlier podcasts, um, it might have been from the great Vaughan Blakey mm. or Kingy um, saying that, you know, there's just so much satisfaction and it's so important to help people. And um, I think probably the you two – You get so much more out of it, you? Don't do. You do. And, yeah. and so whether we – whether people, you know, wanted to listen to us that night yeah. with, with Mick and Kingy, I know you didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a yeah. fuck. Barnsley was off his tree because he'd run 200 k's <laughs> yeah. and he was vomiting out the back of the stage and whatever. It didn't really matter. But uh, the thing to come out of that is the satisfaction of when we walked off stage and we saw happy people and we were actually then being able to um, – you know, to tee up a great relationship with Cole Lee and Rotary and, and actually, you know, like yeah. the Bodie boys um, before Christmas, you know, doing yeah. a, a toy run down the coast. and yeah. like they're, they're, Those things are so satisfying. We, yeah. we're, we're, if we're in a position that you can help, well, why shouldn't you help? Yeah. So. Beautiful. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, it. so we've got to get to you. ask your band question. I'm fucking Surely. about to get to All right, so. You've lived a secret life in that high society trading thing. Secret. You've been oh. fucking to some good Condo concerts. hasn't. You've been to some fucking heavy hitting concerts. Let's go. It's condos. Where are you? You're probably. No, you know what I do? Yeah, it's be, let's say your next big hit. Where are you? 50. What are you? 51? Uh, yeah, some, I think 49. Um, <laughs> okay, so for my So 50th, let's say for your 50th. Who you having, mate? I Line reckon it up. we get RM Scaffold to run Scaffold off Condo's deck back out to the beach here. Yeah, and then we'd have everybody down in the park, not I, like in front of the pub, sorta. Of, do you oh, mean? Oh well, we can take all the park. There's yeah, gonna be a few yeah. people there. Yeah, yeah. I'd open up with. Um, can I have four? Fucking go for your life. I Actually, made up like a story I about. I, mine. I don't know whether he's going to open up or he's going to finish, but I'd open up with uh, with Pat. DJ Pat. DJ Pat. What's his name? He's five AM till ten AM. What's Pac-Man's name? But I. It's Pac-Man Scoop. Pac-Man. <laughs> no. Yeah, I like, I, I, I like the way he moves, so I'd have to even it. I can love it. Actually, I'd probably, I'd probably have him to open I up. I watched him at um, Sofacella. It was fucking Sofcella, unbelievable. Yeah. So I'd have, yeah. DJ, I'd have DJ Pack. Uh, Piggy can't sing or do anything like that. So Piggy could him. juggle next to Pack. He could juggle, yep. Um, then, I'd, then I'd go into um, I'd go into Dire Straits. Fuck. Oh. And I'd make sure that when Dire Straits played their set, their last song was Money for Nothing. 
way you do it You play the guitar on MTV That ain't working, that's the way you do it Money for nothing and you chicks for free Now that ain't working, that's the way you do it Let me tell you, damn guys ain't dumb Maybe get a pistol on your little finger Maybe get a blister on your thumb We got to install microwave ovens Custom kitchen deliveries We got to move these refrigerators We got to move these color TVs oh, Especially that guitar it. carry on Like they are a mate Have you seen them live? Wait, no. is, is that money? Yeah no. Money no. for nothing. Yeah, yeah we'll play it. Let yeah, me yeah. put okay. it in the podcast. We'll right. play it. Um, second would be, uh, my party probably won't go as long as yours, Woody. No, but second would be In Excess. Show. Yep. 91 Wembley and his red pants. Yep. Fuck. And this is going to take you back some time, but when they were doing. So this is the last. Yeah, is this so the this last is the last the one. Night? Yep, last one. But I'd, I'd probably. They've got so many good songs. So they can, as far as I'm concerned, they can just be on replay for the next 24 Fuck, hours. They've got they, some good No, music. this is a lot. You don't even know who I've seen. Oh, I don't yet. know. I'm excited. Okay, but they can play for <laughs> They can play for as long as they want. Um, and. Going back to Sydney uh, in the early days in the pub scene, those guys were amazing. They're still amazing. They played recently up here at Blues, Midnight Oil. Oh. What would, what, would you, what would your closing song be? Probably. Uh, there's just too many. Yeah, there's too many. There's too oh, many. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think I'd be disappointed with whatever. Whatever. I just yeah. love them. I love what they stand for. Yeah. I, I don't know what sort of yeah. genre of rock they are. It reminds but, me. But they're fucking good. That would do, be a fucking great Does night, it remind so. you of like Australian summer, listening to them? Yeah. Like summer in Australia? 100%. I always listened to them back in the day when I was going to the beach. Yeah, same, with, like Crowded House, Paul Yeah, Kelly. like. Or like it just reminds me of going to the beach and you're stuck in a. I must say, but it, it, when you talk about junkets in finance, I did go to. Oh, sorry, sorry, that's it. Oh, you fucking take, oh, take, I'm the one answering uh, the questions. Kondo's asking his own questions. Sorry, oh, I was just going to ask. My final question is: I've heard a lot of these. I've heard a lot of these. Can you give us your greatest ever junket? Because I know in the finance industry, surely they're trying to What's fucking a junket? impress you guys. Where they pay for everything. Oh, like fucking go yeah. to outer space with Yeah, Elon. just what you, – you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, you sort of turn into a good client that pays brokers a lot of money and they the sort of best say, one what I've, would you like to do? The best yeah. one I've ever had was we went to ha- Halicon – is it Halicon House? At, um, yeah, Cabba. That was fucking okay. unbelievable. Is it something similar? Uh, okay, I've got two. I've <laughs> I'd got say two. it's slightly better than I, fucking I, a hotel in Cabba. Yeah, I've got two that stand out. Uh, number one uh, – the second one's better, but the first one was uh, uh, we were cli- a big client of um, – 
Macquarie Bank actually where I started in New York and um, they're a pretty small company. Yeah, and Penners rang me up. Uh, said, Condo, I'm going to be in Australia, but then I'm going to New Zealand. What are you doing? And I said, well, what do you mean, what am I doing? He goes, well, i got tickets to the All Blacks test. And I said, yeah, okay, that sounds good. But do you reckon we can tie in a bit of golf? And Panners was the king of junkers. And he said, uh, he said yeah, yeah, okay. He said, you, you get yourself to Auckland. We've got box tickets. We just have to be back here on the Saturday afternoon for the rugby. Um, okay. And I said, how many can I bring? And he said, oh, just tell me the number. So I think I brought maybe, I think there's four of us. So we flew over to Auckland, um, landed, had dinner that night, some flash restaurant. He said, okay, I'm not telling you what we're doing, but we're going to play golf. Uh, can you meet us down? Just get a taxi. Can you just meet us down on the harbour in Auckland? So we, t- we turn, I'm thinking, we're, we're turning up on the harbour. And I'm Googling, thinking, where's a golf course down here? You know, I'm Googling all the best golf courses around Auckland. Anyway, so we, we turn up down at the harbour and there was a chopper already ready going. Helicopter. And, yeah, and, and, he's, and he's sitting in the passenger side going, come on, come on, yeah, come. So Clarky and I, a great mate of mine, we walk out, we've got our golf clubs on. Where are we going? Anyway, so we jump in the chopper, we fly north to Carrickliffs. Um, up, I think it's Bay of Plenty or Bay of Islands. Yeah, yeah, up at Coromandel. Oh, it's, it's in the top. Up past Coromandel. It's, it's up in the, the top 20 or 30 in the world. It's beautiful up the uh, top. We land on what they call the 19th tee. We didn't even have to go into the clubhouse. We got out, sticks on our carts were there ready to pick us up, chucked them on the back of the carts, played 18, went in, had lunch, jumped on the chopper, flew back to Auckland. And then watched the All Bucks. Back to the All Bucks test versus Australia. So that was, that was, wow. that was pretty good. Um, did you but put your head in your pocket on those trips? Definitely at all? not. No, definitely. So, not. like, when you get to those junket trips, <laughs> and it's like you're at the, you're. I at knew the, this would get you. No, no, you're <laughs> at the fucking restaurant because you know. <laughs> you're ordering cheap. You know when you're a swanky restaurant, and you're like, "Fuck that seven hundred dollars steak would be good," that. but I'm not ordering seven hundred. Yeah. Are you just like I'll get three seven hundred dollars <laughs> steaks? I'll get those. No, nah, you're not going over the top. You just. You but know. you can go like you haven't. Well, a, you could if you wanted to. Well, I think in those days we could if we wanted to, but. We're not that, not that type. Yeah, of but you're getting the best shit on the thing. Yeah, you I'm know, gonna get, me. I'm, I'm going to get a, a sea trout from the Himalaya fucking <laughs> volcano. Can you fly it in? Yeah, but the uh, but Satsi to sign off on junk. It's the best trip. Uh, was with uh, it was then JB Weir, which became Goldman Sachs, and um, we flew we flew to Atlanta. Uh, we got picked up in Atlanta. We went one hour north to Augusta, going towards Augusta, to a place called Reynolds Plant- Plantations. Eight courses. We played thirty-six a day for five days, uh, and then flew from there to New York, and then teamed up with them again, and we played out on Long Island. So we played like Wingfoot, Sevenac, uh, National Golf Links of America, and the Bridge Club. The Bridge Club was unbelievable because and this just shows you the generational wealth in New York, which is so wanky. But um, and these are all like super private clubs where you know you got to be on some fucking waiting list for no play. no you can't it's not like bar and you just rock up and say yeah can I yeah just walk on the first two uh, it had I think it had 135 members and the guy who owned the course as in one individual that owned the course um, he built the course because he couldn't couldn't get into any of the other wanky courses so he built his own course on an old um, NASCAR do. track so yeah that was a week of uh, really enjoyable golf in a really nice area that we're going to revisit in the next couple of weeks. But, um, 
yeah, the golf courses up there are crazy. And then uh, so we did that for five days and each night we went back into Manhattan and we went to Nobu for dinner. We went to actually Google it. We went to Sparks Steakhouse, which is owned by the, the mob. It's one of those original. It's uh, a guy. No, they've had they've had holdups in the in the restaurant where guys have been knocked off. Wow! But it's but but if you're happy to go in, if you're happy to go in and sit down and just chill and get the vibe of the joint because it's been there for hundred years. uh, Yeah, it's amazing steaks. But you sort of there's always a bit of trepidation because of who it's owned by. Um, Can you go back this trip? Yeah, we're going to go back. Yeah, I'm, I, I was uh, I was looking at it the other night, but I'm not sure Don's is that keen to go to a <laughs> restaurant like that. But the the food is unbelievable. And it's one of those old Italian, you know, um, joints, and there's so much history there. But the, and the food's amazing. But um, anyway, so that that's probably that was probably top of the pops. Yeah. Wow. My last question: How do you, um, as a as a parent, um, like involved parent with two bloody legends of kids? Um, what do you like? What do you reckon's the sort of the you know for like young fathers like me and Woodsy? What do you reckon's the um, the formula? How do you how do you how do you kind of navigate your kids through this fucking crazy life and get them to be you know good? Oh, young I man? think uh, you, you guys and and Condo have had these chats, <laughs> um, but 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 sorry, fucking hell, I, I can't help it. Like, hasn't had this chat, no, yeah. but uh, look, I, I love it how he's just. I, I don't think, uh, and it's one of the reasons we moved back here as a family. I, I don't think there's anything, and it's one of the reasons I got out of the hedge fund world. Um, there's nothing that you can replace uh, except for spending time with your kids. There's no special time. No, it's just look, time. I, I, well, I used to hear it. I used to hear it a lot. We've really driven guys to get to the top in finance that, oh, you know, we're, we've booked a two, you know, you know that their sort of relationship with their family is sort of not that great and that it might be sort of veering off the, off the tracks. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm going to revive a condo. You know, I booked two weeks to go to Tavarua or go fucking wherever and you're sort of thinking, uh, not sure. Oh, but it's quality time. You'd hear that all the time. Yeah. And I go, and I learn a lot out of that with, oh, fuck. And, and then you'd see guys that sort of got to the top and there was always one sacrifice. Yeah. And it was never that they got their arm chopped off or they, they broke a leg or whatever. It was always relationships, yeah. which was obviously their family. family. So, uh, so that's whether I'm right or wrong, but um, I'm lucky I've got two really good kids. Um, and I think they still listen. But I don't I, think – Yeah, they do. I don't think you could – I don't re- think they've listened to Get Out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They listen to Come Back In yeah. um, from Donzie. But uh, I, you can't replace spending time. And, and I don't believe in quality time. It's just what time. monkey sees is what monkey does. Whether you're driving in the yeah. car to a sports carnival or having a chat or going, taking Rexy to the zoo and saying, oh, what do you reckon of the tiger? I'll say tiger, Dad, let's go to the <laughs> yeah. elephants or whatever. Yeah. It's just spending time, time. with you. Yeah. And, it's no, and it's no different to any relationship. You, it's, you've got to invest. Yep. Yeah. You've got to invest. That's Beautiful. It for me, Woodsy. You Love were. it too. No, fucking great last question. Is condo done? Condo's done. Am I, am I off detention? Am I allowed to work? Yeah. The third person can go back to one person, come back together, <laughs> brother. I'm not sure he can do that. But yeah, thank good. you, guys. That Thanks, was lovely. No, nah, that was good, Condo. Thanks, Beautiful, mate. mate. Thank we you. finally get thank to you. peel back a little layer that you've been hiding from us. Well, it was a ball, it was a ball bag. Ball bag there. question that went in depth. We it haven't done a, a podcast. podcast slash ball. The, I like it. The podcast. You can't wait for the podcast. <laughs> when, when it, when, maybe when I get back from New York. Yeah, See you, boys. Giddy up. Yeah. Don't smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>